In a world full of algorithms and data, where machines seem to rule the day, there's a truth that remains steadfast and true. Relationships will always hold sway. For in the world of business and commerce, where profit and loss are the norm, it's the connections we forge and the bonds we create that truly help our profits transform. So let us not focus solely on transactions, but on the people that make them occur. For when we prioritize relationships, our success is sure to concur. For relationships beat algorithms in the game of business and life. It's the connections we make that truly matter in the struggle to survive and thrive. So let us all remember this truth as we go about our daily toil, that in the end, it's relationships that win and help our businesses to boil. Relationships beat algorithms. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. On today's podcast, we have poetry time with George, as you can see it if you're watching this on video. But we also talk about how if you're romantic about how you do business, it is a guaranteed fast track to go out of business, how to mitigate it, how to use it as a tool, and how to thrive in your business and guarantee the results that you want to create. So now, let's get into the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to another episode of The Mind of George Show. And I am stoked to be here today. And we're going to talk about how being romantic about your business is a guaranteed fast path way to go out of business. And I don't remember when or who I heard that quote from for the first time. Uh, I think it might have been Gary V in some similar context about five or six years ago. And I just want to make sure I give full credit where credit is due. And that statement, that understanding was a concept that took me quite a few years to understand. And I could see all the damage that it was causing in my business from riding the boat down to the bottom, taking the captain to the bottom, not knowing how to make adjustments, and seeing the importance of not being romantic about it, but always kind of struggled for a little while on the implementation or the muscle of putting it into practice. And so today I'm going to explain to you kind of what the challenge is around it, why this is so important, and then how I mitigate this and some thoughts on how you can basically guarantee your path to success when it comes to your business around being romantic about your business. And before I get into that, though, I always forget that like I can tell stories on this podcast. And it's very interesting, though, because I'm in my office and my studio alone. And if you're watching this, you can see me sitting here alone. So it's always very interesting because I feel like I'm having a conversation with myself and it's a very out-of-body experience. So most of the time I forget to tell stories, but I want to tell you a story because this story is about a poem and this is a poem that was written by AI, uh, a tool just like ChatGPT. And I want to share this with you because it made me happy and it made me so happy. If you're watching this, you can see it next to me. I got it printed and it's getting hung up in the office. And so I told it, 
about our movement, relationships beat algorithms. And I said, here's our movement. Uh, we teach people that relationships beat algorithms. We truly believe that by prioritizing the relationship with a human, regardless of the transaction and focus on them feeling seen, heard, loved, and respected, please write me a poem embodying this movement. And so it wrote this poem and I'm going to read it to you. And then we're going to get into today's episode. I'm going to take a little sip of my, my drink here because I want to make sure I deliver my poetry effectively. All right, here we go. In a world full of algorithms and data where machines seem to rule the day, there's a truth that remains steadfast and true. Relationships will always hold sway. For in the world of business and commerce, where profit and loss are the norm, it's the connections we forge and the bonds we create that truly help our profits transform. So let us not focus solely on transactions, but on the people that make them occur. For when we prioritize relationships, our success is sure to concur. For relationships beat algorithms in the game of business and life. It's the connections we make that truly matter in the struggle to survive and thrive. So let us all remember this truth as we go about our daily toil, that in the end, it's relationships that win and help our businesses to boil. Relationships beat algorithms. And that is our daily, or for the first time, poetry from ChatGPT. And I love that thing, so I'm hanging it up in the office. And uh, it's actually a very good foundational principle leading into today's episode, because I think one of the most important things that we have to remember, and this is a reminder, and I'm skipping ahead here on one of the ways that I mitigate this, but this is a reminder on how it helps me stay focused on what matters. And so in the lens of business, what we do is we basically build a home that helps people walk in the front door, have an experience to change and grow, and then walk out the back door a different person or closer to their goal or achieving something that they wanted. And when we understand that, we truly understand that we want to be the most effective and the best for our customers to have a positive experience. And that's what our commitment to. And the challenge becomes when instead of focusing on their experience through the house, we just keep focusing on the house or we built it one way or we have to keep it one way. And so actually one of my stark reminders when I find myself frustrated or struggling with commitment or, or being romantic about the business is reminding myself about the people. And like reading this poem and having my tagline around me and having environmental design in my office lets me realize that I can be romantic about the tools all that I want. But if the tools aren't the most effective tool to achieve that goal, I have to be willing to change the tool. Or if the tool is the effective tool and I just don't like using that tool, that I have the discipline to stay committed to what I promised because that is the most effective tool. And so things like this help remind me of that. So what's the challenge when it comes to being romantic about your business? We see all this marketing and all this stuff out there about falling back in love with your business, falling back in love with your marketing, falling back in love with your emails, falling back in love with your products, falling back in love with your customers. That's amazing. And I want you to fall in love with all of this. But in that lens, should you be romantic about it? And the truth to that is you should not be romantic with your business. So you can fall back in love to remember your customers, to remember your commitment to them, to remember your clients, to your teams. 
but you can't fall in love with how you do it or else it's a fast path to success. And so a tangible example of this for me in the lens of teaching is that I talk a lot about customer journey right now. If you've known me for any period of time, you will realize that for a good majority of my career, all I talked about was email and email and email and email and email. And email marketing is still my favorite thing in the world. I love talking about it. I love obsessing about it. Like I love talking about it. But after about five years, everybody stopped responding to email. Like every time I talk about it, it wasn't interesting to them, but they were always responding to customer journey. And so I had to make an adjustment in my marketing and in my language in how I teach and how I coach and how I guide people to be effective for them. Now I'm still using content as the tool, but I had to change what was in that content to match them. Now here's what's interesting. When I teach customer journey, I teach 99% of the same things that I teach in email, but the wrapping paper matched. But if I was so romantic about, no, I have to teach email, I have to teach email, I have to teach email, then I wouldn't have a business, I wouldn't have success, I wouldn't be doing events, I wouldn't have a customer journey movement, I wouldn't have any of those things that were created. And it's not that what I was doing was necessarily ineffective or bad or wrong, it's that how I was doing it wasn't the most effective way, so I had to be willing to change that. And an example in a funnel would be just because you have a webinar that is converted and is converted and it stops converting doesn't necessarily mean that the best path is to go re-record another webinar and another webinar as another webinar. That is one possible, that is one possible success path. That is one possible option that will work. But when we're romantic about it, because we've only done webinars and we've only looked at them as webinars, then we think a webinar is the only option. So our blinders go on because our reticular activating system, our brain, and even the paradigm or the the frame in our brain that we're thinking through is we're thinking through the lens of a webinar. So if, if for a chance that maybe a 15-minute video sales letter or a three-part video sequence or a five-part video sequence would actually be more effective and people have been saying it and customers have been saying it, but all we're focused on is it's got to be another webinar. It's got to be another webinar. Well, we miss all that feedback and opportunity and we can't even know if it's going to work in any other way because we can't see those options because we're so romantic about having to do it this one way. And so that's the danger about being romantic with your business, because when we get bullish and think that that's the only way to be and that's the closed way to be and it's that path, that's a trauma response. That's a closed energy. That's a very hard line. And it doesn't allow us to see the options and the possibilities. And so it starts with just having an awareness that what got us here today might get us through tomorrow, but there also might be a more effective way. What got us here today might last for a week and then no longer be effective anymore. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean we failed. It means that we make adjustments to how we drive our race car. We did an oil change. We made a tweak to the suspension. Like if you ever watch the F1 show on Netflix, um, I love the show. I don't like watching racing, but I had no clue how many people, like when a driver is driving, how there's like 20 people working on the car when they're driving and they're making literally hundreds and hundreds of micro adjustments a minute to give them the best possible chance to win that race. And that is such a powerful metaphor for entrepreneurship and business. And so we have to understand the difference 
between the things that we can love and that we love doing and that are in alignment, but then the things that we are romantic about because we think that they're the only way or they're the comfortable way or they gave us an illusion of safety or they made us money. And so we close off our lens to thinking about them any differently. We close off our lens to thinking about if there's any possible solutions or outcomes. And so that's the challenge when you start to become romantic about how you do business. Now, earlier when I was explaining the analogy of using the tool, I gave two examples. I said, you might realize or recognize that you are using a tool and that tool is no longer effective for the job. And so even if you love using that tool, the moment you realize or recognize that it's no longer effective, you have to give another tool a chance and you have to be willing to let that tool go. That's one side of the coin to explore all possibilities and avenues to make sure that we're making informed, intentional decisions. But the other side of that coin, <clears throat> the other side of that coin is that on that side, you have the tool and you love using it and you're addicted to using it. And yet your team and your customers are telling you that you shouldn't be using it. And so you have to be willing to not be romantic about it having to be that hammer or that specific hammer or that's your favorite hammer and maybe try another one. The other side is when you're using that hammer and you're using it consistently and your audience is responding and your team's responding and it's creating a positive result and it's creating momentum in the business, but you no longer want to continue to swing that hammer. That's where a lot of the rubber meets the road in this game. And when I said commitment is not feelings, that is what I mean. Because when we make a commitment to our customers and to our team on the things we're going to help them achieve, and we have the most effective path, whether we want to or not, whether we feel like it or not, we made a commitment to, and that commitment is literally a giant stepping stone in achieving the goal that we want in the business. And so in those moments, we also have to recognize that we're not romantic about the tool that we're using, but it's being effective. And so I either have option one, which is myself continuing to swing the hammer, just like I'd say 70% of the time I'm about to go to the gym. Zero part of me wants to go to the gym. I would rather sit on the couch, but I like the results that come on the other side of the gym. And that is enough to keep me using that hammer. And then typically when I get into the gym, I get into momentum and I get excited about it to keep going. And so option one is that you continue to swing that hammer, knowing it's effective, knowing it's leading to your goals, knowing it's getting you closer to your vision, or option two, you then hire somebody who can grab that hammer and who can continually swing it. And maybe there's somebody that loves swinging that hammer more than you do, but you earn the right to eliminate the use of that hammer because somebody picked it up and there was no gap and there was no lacks. And so when we think about our businesses, when we think about our, like the core functions of our business as Alex Sharfin calls them, in this one, I'll just pick a couple examples. Uh, let's say acquisition is a function of the business. Um, conversion is a function of the business. And then um, fulfillment is a part of the business. And so in each one of those areas, there's going to be a lever or two levers that are very effective. Like you might have a uh, very powerful lead magnet that works a ton for acquisition, and you might have your content that works incredible in your acquisition. And so in that bucket, when you're doing your business, of course, you're going to make a commitment. When you are creating that lead magnet, and launching and promoting that lead magnet, 
your job is to make a commitment that you're going to continually do it consistently and congruently so that it works. But on that journey, you're going to hit inflection points where you might hit pause points or maybe it's not converting or um, maybe you're struggling a little bit with it or maybe you're tired. And what those inflection points are, are those are your check engine lights. And when those check engine lights come up, your job is to analyze them and look at them through this lens and look at them through the lens of, okay, is this being effective? Okay, yes, it's just that I don't want to use it to bring it back into alignment. But then on the inverse of that, that would be a reactive decision. We, 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 we know these things happen, right? So on side one is you have the reactive side to where as you're operating the core functions of your business or the core functions of your life, you're going to have moments that have roadblocks or triggers that kind of force this awareness of lens for you to take a peek at. And then you bring them into alignment, you make adjustments and you go. But on the other side is you have to take a proactive approach to the core functions of your life and to your business. You have to be willing at a regular cadence every two weeks, every four weeks to set aside some thinking time with the intention of looking at those two levers in your acquisition channels, those two levers in your conversion channels, those two levers in your retention channels, and then asking yourself the question, is this the most effective way? Or am I continuing to do this because this is what I'm comfortable with? And then take that approach from that side. So that is step one in kind of how you start to mitigate the being romantic about your business to stay committed to the things that are actually moving the needle. And then for me, my number one hack for this is that when I wake up every day, and and, and I say this a lot, and I don't think people really truly understand and believe me. When I wake up every single day, I wake up under the assumption that I lost my marriage, I lost my kids, I lost my friends, and I lost my business. And so every day I get to earn them back. And so in my thinking time in the morning, I operate under the assumption that I lost, lost it all. And then I ask myself in each one of those areas, what are the three things that I could do to win them back today? And so rather than me operating under this default operating network every day, and running the risk of ending up in one of these committed patterns or being romantic, I just assume every day that what I did yesterday is no longer effective until I have looked at it again today with a fresh perspective. And that has become the best path to focus my energy on that will give me the best chance of a result. And I think underneath all of this, one of the most important takeaways that you can have is the takeaway around the part of being romantic about the business when you no longer want to continue to swing the tool, but yet the tool is being very, very effective for your business. And so when that happens, I think step number one is to take some space and then ask yourself, if this continued with the results that are going to be created in alignment with your vision and what you want to achieve? And if the answer to that is no, then you do the audit and the understanding of what would bring it back into alignment or what actions or choices could you take every day that would get you into alignment. And then you ask yourself, do I need to continue to swing this hammer because it is the most effective? Or when you're doing an audit, you realize that the action you are taking by swinging that hammer is going to get you to your vision, 
is a stepping stone and it's only a chapter and it's temporary. So in that moment, you have the decision to either hold yourself accountable to what you committed to because you really want that vision and keep swinging that hammer. Or like I said earlier, find somebody who can continue to swing that hammer on your behalf so that that core function stays in the business, even though it might no longer be aligned with the actions you want to take. But you have to earn the right to stop swinging it. And the reason I say this is because the consistency over a great span of time is one of the biggest needle movers for businesses, companies, and entrepreneurs on behaviors and actions that are measurably getting us closer to the goal, even if they're things that we don't want to do. And so by thinking about this and bringing awareness to this, you're going to put yourself in a position of power to where you always have an intentional action to take that will get you into the behaviors, the patterns, the habits, the direction or the momentum that you want to go, never allowing yourself to be stagnant, but also never allowing the self-sabotage by either continuing to run a race that is no longer serving you or anybody else or quitting a race that you're so close to finishing that's working effectively because you don't want to do it. And so you stay committed, you finish the race, or you stay committed until you get a tag team partner to come and jump over and continue to run it. But what both of them allow you to do is operate from this perspective that every day or every week or every two weeks, at minimum, you are taking an accurate view, a 30,000 foot view of your actions in your business, in your life, in your habits, in your rituals, and where you're spending your time. And you are integrously checking that those actions that you're taking are aligned with where you want to be and the goals that you have set. And when you recognize that, that you actually hold yourself accountable to the consistent behaviors every single day that will allow that to occur, eliminating that stagnation. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I wanted to read you some poetry. I wanted to have my coffee on the podcast and not take a sip of it at all. But I do like how the pink mug looks. And I wanted to talk to you about this, about how being romantic about how you do your business is a guaranteed fast path to go out of business. And so the key takeaways here are recognizing that every day we're going to take actions and behaviors and make choices that are either moving us closer to what we want to achieve and who we want to become or moving us further away. And the ultimate difference on whether it's positive or negative comes down to our ability to take a look at it, to be aware of it, to identify the things that will keep us in alignment or bring us back into alignment, to make a commitment to continue, and then to do it regardless of how we feel. And when you operate like that, the world is your oyster and your success will come a lot faster because it will keep you in momentum. You will build all of that momentum. You will be in action. You will collapse the gaps. You will get clearer faster. You will iterate faster, and you will continue to grow and achieve the things that you want. And so for today, that's what I got for you. And to cap this off with a bow, and I even talked about this book in a previous episode, if you really want to put this into practice, This is why I recommend that book, Personality Isn't Permanent by Benjamin Hardy, so that you can even think about how to embody that future person and how to identify the behaviors and stack the personality changes that will bring it into fruition. And then your job is to hold yourself accountable to executing those actions every single day. So that's how we're going to wrap today. 
So I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. I'm about to go enjoy this fresh snowstorm that was a surprise that we didn't know we were going to get. And I'm going to get back to work after my bucket is full and playing with the snow. So I'm going to leave you that with today's episode. So no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, know that you're important, know that you're loved, and know that I appreciate you a whole lot. I thank you so much for listening to this, for being in my world, for giving me the gift of your time. And I hope this is helpful. And it is truly an honor to be able to record these and make these podcasts for you. And so I just want to say thank you. Regardless of any of that, remember the most important thing is that relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. And this is a really powerful tool to add to that toolbox. So I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, don't let this become shelf help. Grab this, put this into practice, start taking these actions, and let's all bask in the results together. And I think I'm safe to say this, but there is a chance. But if you are listening to this and you have not bought your event ticket for our customer journey event, the Lighthouse Business Accelerator in Austin, Texas, March 9th through 12th, 2023 for VIPs and March 9th through 11th for general admission, there might be one or two tickets left at this point. But if you were waiting or if you were putting it off or if you forgot, go to mindofgeorge.com slash event right now and either grab it or check because they are going fast. And so this is probably the last time I'll mention it. So grab your ticket. I will see you in Austin, Texas. We will party around customer journey, around mindset, and even around a lot of these principles. Well, I'll probably even teach you some chat GPT so it can write poetry. So grab your ticket if you have not. And if you didn't, and we are sold out, put your name on the waiting list, because when we announce them, we announce them to people on the waiting list first, and they go fast. So mindofgeorge.com slash events. And now, let's cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.